you and a jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. Cry, we lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. And all of y'all know my style. Okay, y'all, cold open. This is O Steve has been brought to you by our field reporter, Frank Williams. Jay-Z is at a rap concert, and I would imagine at the Barclays Center. And he's about to close out the night with one last freestyle, and it goes like this. Talk to your boy Hove in the building, selling out arenas. You know I make billions. Ye diss the crew, Jews, and now we fall into his knees. Kyrie shared a movie I just couldn't receive. They should have got the clearance from your boy Steinberg and the producer, oh, Steve. Shboy! <laughs> Uh, nice, the, but it's the it's not just the the you know it's not bars. It's also the the sound. You got it right. You are <laughs> you you are Jay Z. I came in the pocket, Nick. All right, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that, Frank. Um, before we get to the email business, uh, any little things you want to throw out there? Because I, I know there's, I think, two things I want to throw out. Throw out uh, definitely your, one. Throw out your two. I'll probably come up with some other ones, but yeah, go with your two. Uh, you know, it was funny. Somebody had sent to me, uh, already somebody had sent to me on Instagram DM uh, to check out a Netflix documentary called is this black enough for you and i downloaded it and i was watching it on my way to indianapolis red eye and this fucking thing was fucking great and the whole time i'm sitting there saying to myself before the plane took off oh no better yet no because i had a, a layover i had to go from la to charlotte then from charlotte to indianapolis and as i was going to take off I was going through my Instagram and somebody I see, I saw had sent us a joint message and indicating to you as well about this documentary. And I saw what you wrote back to him. You started watching it. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think you might've saw, I wrote, holy shit, I was going to beg Andy to please watch this because this has got he and I and juice written all over it. So uh, much to my surprise, I saw your response to him and saw that even before I got a chance to bring it to your attention, you already were watching it. Yeah. So uh, I would love to talk about that, man, when you are, when we Yeah, we got to be together here. for that one. We got to be together for that one. That's oh, it. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, for, a good, it's a good doc. I hardly, I highly recommend people watch it. Oh, it was fucking awesome. Uh, and of course, <clears throat> Andy and I are in Ontario uh, this coming weekend. As you're listening to it. 
as you're listening yes. to this. Yes. This will be so, our, our first day there yes. Thursday. So to all of you guys, please, please, so you can be with us as we talk about this and know what we're talking about. It's called, Is This Black Enough For You on Netflix? Fucking amazing. And then I got to tell you, man, uh, but I'm thinking I will save it for when we get ready to talk about that because there's another movie I watched that I rented with Mel Gibson called On the Line. Yeah. Andy, how the mighty have fallen. This shit was straight diaper doo-doo dumpster juice. And this is Mel Gibson. Folks, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave a cliffhanger. So if y'all want to check it out, it's called On the Line. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life by a top tier motherfucker. Well, I also sent you a movie to check out. Which I will. What was the name of it? The Report. And it's it's the backs, it's all the back scenes of what happens in the government as you watch how the government wiggles and waggles through things. Now, again, this is a movie. I don't know how on point everything is, but it's 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 worth watching because it really gives you the back scenes of what's <clears> going on. And they name everybody that it's happening to, so it's easy uh, to go back. I just haven't had time to to do any research on it, but you can go back easily because it 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 it's not uh, they didn't do it as a, in a fictitious way where they weren't using the actual people that this was going on with. But it, it it's pretty amazing when you when you watch it and you see how how our government functions and how it uh, how it does some shady shit. I actually there's, I want to watch that. <laughs> and and you told me uh, that movie with. Uh, Sam Jackson and Anthony Mackie about the bankers. Yeah, oh, that's also really good. So but, I want to check. I think I'm going to watch both those things uh, before we get together in Ontario. That's that that, that uh, yeah that that that's American. <laughs> that's 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 how American how American government does shady shit too. But check, dude. It. Before we get into these emails, I, I want to say one thing, and, and I have to a little bit. Uh, I said I put out the post where Will Smith. Uh, I guess this movie he's got coming out called en- Emancipation, directed by Antoine Fuqua, the director, of course, to Equalizer movies with Denzel. And the interviewer basically, in a nutshell, was asking Will, how would you respond to the people who say they love you, they, they are big fans of yours, but they're just not ready to know if they're wanting to see you in a movie again since the Chris Rock Oscar slap. And I, in a nutshell, I, I put in my caption, give me a fucking break. D- Jesus Christ. Motherfuckers act like he blew up a nursery full of babies. It's like, it's over. That's old news. Let's move the fuck on. And like the black community wants to see yet another fucking slave movie. Oh, and I'm, as I'm saying that, what I really, now I'm fucking it up, but uh, okay. There was another post before that where they were talking about Antonio. I, I, I took, guys, forgive me. That's a whole nother conversation, but I, I got fucked up for a second. Uh, Antonio Banderas was in the news because he said that he's going to pass the mantle from Zorro, uh, from himself to possibly Tom Holland. And I, in that post, I said something about, well, here we go. Here come all the responses of people going, what does it matter if he's not? Latin, as long as he does a good job, 
Antonio Barris and Banderas is not even Mexican. He's not even Spanish. He's white. He claims to be white. So you could go read the comments on that. And of course, Neri got heated and called me because he had something to say about it. But long story short, this one girl writes to me. Oh, here you go, Aries, trying to make yourself relevant again. So something, 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 blah, blah, blah. But she, and now I know what the tie-in is. She tried to use the word relevant. And I said to her, sweetheart, imagine somebody who blah, 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 talking shit to somebody and I shitted on her. But then we kept going back and forth. And so finally I DM'd her and I said, yo, look at your DMs. I got an offer and I know I probably, you know, I don't know if the Jew in you would say I shouldn't do this. You but shouldn't you know, do it. I, you shouldn't do it. You don't even have to finish, but you shouldn't do it. Okay, but I'll finish. I, I sent her an offer I got to do a voiceover where for some cartoon or animation or something that my agent got me, I'm doing two lines as a notorious B.I.G. I'm doing a big impression. And don't say, the, don't say, the, don't say the total though, please. Please. Can I at least say not the total, but like if I went four figures, five figures. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. I'm getting paid five figures to record two lines. That's going to take me all of about eight seconds. And I just went, you know, it, it kills me when regular people love to throw around that word. You trying to be relevant when it's like, do you, do these motherfuckers not realize on our worst days, we're better than you. We make more than you. We're famous. How dare you? And now let me get back to the Will Smith thing. Some dude said, yeah, Will is just trying to be relevant again. And I went, dude, Will has had life experiences that you will never have. Been places all around the world you will never visit. Knows people, dignitaries, high-powered people, money people, fucking, he's met presidents, like, he's almost royalty. He's one of the biggest movie stars on the planet, and he's wealthy beyond belief. How the fuck do you get to use the word relevant? What does your resume look like? Well, that's important because you said, what does your resume look like? Which being better than, I don't think is a, a money. It doesn't justify being better than, but being. No, you're right. You're right. That's just me being like you motherfucker. Right. But, but it does, but your career, like, you know, you know, I love when you said what you just said, but let me. I want to I want to sum it up so people understand this. You're not relevant for the five figures and the eight seconds of work you, you're, you're going to do. You're relevant for the 32 years that you put into the business that made you available to have that kind of career where you can get that. What did you say? Eight seconds worth of work. Yeah, but it right. was it's 32 years and eight seconds. Relevance isn't something that you know can be. It, 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 what relevance do you, does she have? This is what I don't. Hey, my point, yeah. exactly. You you haven't put into the work into into this kind of business. Now you may be relevant to your kid, and this is where people. I hate people for saying shit like this. You're relevant to this business because of the amount of time, work, effort, and your talent that you put into this business. That chick, she could be relevant. I don't know her. She I don't. I didn't read the. T she could be relevant to her family, to her uh, friends. She could be. Re we all have relevance. But now, when you try to accuse someone of trying to be relevant, that's the least relevant thing you can do in your life. And, and, and to make it about something something that you are specifically involved in this industry, you have a right to comment on it. She has no right to comment on your relevance. 
I, I, I'm tired of people playing these games. I, I, I've, I don't know if people have paid attention, but I'm just tired. I am tired. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Literally, I'm fucking tired and I'm, I'm tired of hearing it. But, you know, to, to, uh, to that point, I, I, you know, the, I, the reason I said don't say it is because, I, you know, then, then now if you say it, now you're, it's not about your relevance. Now you're trying to be, you know, that guy. The, the, I know. The, it's, the it's, the, I know. It's, the, it's, the, the, it's tacky. It's tacky. But goddamn, man, sometimes I want to feed people, feed people a plate full of face full of tacky. Yeah. But you know what? This, this, this is, uh, dude, I, I still don't understand why you even, uh, put effort into this. I got to be honest. And, and, and people who, uh, have, I've, I've communicated to on Instagram and every, when things went down a few months ago that you, that you had to, and pe- people came at me, um, I lost it a little bit. Like I haven't been on Instagram. I haven't been posting. I hate this. I I hate social media. I hate it because <laughs> it just opens up the door for people. Like I, I am not relevant in this business. I, I really am not, but I'm relevant in my efforts in this business. I'm relevant in the in, in the hours that I put in to get up on stage, whether it be with you or with other people or on my own. I'm relevant. I, my work is relevant to me. And I just can't, I, I can't do this with these people. I, and, and I got some really nice people that I haven't been getting back to that I appreciate so much. And I feel bad about it, but this... This social media stuff has just worn me out. I'm tired and I just can't, I can't keep up with it that way because I get on and then I go down and then I read something and it might not even have anything to do with me just being on social media. I read something and then I go down that rabbit hole of reading the comments. And then I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with us? Right. And, uh, yeah, go, well, you go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I think, I think the other word that sticks in my craw is, perspective yeah like even when you go well i'm not relevant well you know to a guy that's working a nine to five busting his ass for whatever minimum wages and he's got to put in hours upon hours upon hours to make what you will make in a half an hour yeah multiple shows but he's got to work 30 times as hard to get what you get well so that's why i'm like people never use perspective when trying to take you down a peg when it's like motherfucker if you put this in perspective you don't even touch me well and and that's the thing i don't understand why the social media game you know it brings out sometimes it can bring out the best in us but but mostly it brings out the worst in us and and it's and, and the people that use this and the more i read into this the more i the people that use this it's a very small amount of people that actually write it's a small amount. The people that use social media versus the people who write on it. And then the people who are neg- and then the writers, the majority of that is negative. It, it just brings us to this place where I don't want to be because I want to like people. I, 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 I don't want to like groups necessarily. I, I like meeting people and enjoying them. And I um, will talk about, I, I had some shows this weekend. I like the shows, but you know, I just had this show on, on Sunday you know, if you don't mind uh, and indulge me, I'll, I'll say this. I wasn't with you this weekend. I was with uh, someone, uh, you know, Adam Ferreira, and he brought out a nice crowd, Tempe improv. It was great. But when I got on stage, when I went to go get on stage on Sunday, the host was a nice guy. I, I like him. I've known him for a long time here. He works Arizona comedy. He, he, he does travel. He does stuff. He, he's a retired guy, so he has more time now. And uh, 
this guy just started yelling. He goes, you're really drunk. And he talked to him. And as soon as I got out, he started, he was yelling, you know, just, but incoherent words. And you know what that does to the show? And I, I was so, like, I didn't even want to have a nice show. There was a point where I was such a dick until he got taken out of the room. I went at him purposely to get him taken out of the room because I just didn't want him there because I knew what he was going to do. He was going to do that through the whole set, and then he was going to do it on Adam's set, and then Adam was going to have to take him out. And I was like, fuck this. He goes now in my head. That's what I was like. We're going to make this guy go. <laughs> and so I went at him until he just, and, and no one really heard him. Everybody was happy that he was out but I was in such a foul mood about it and how I handled it. When you know, you don't, the crowd's on my side, but I went, I went so far that I lost them too. And then, and then when I was so mad at them for losing them, that I was a dick for like the first next five minutes. And then I was like, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta turn this around. So I turned it around, but you know, it just, it, it's, it, 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 I am just tired of, of this, this, uh, what night did you experience that? It was on a Sunday, dude. It was on a. It should have been an easy night. It should have been one. <laughs> it should have been one of the most fun nights because I looked at it as the people that there were on Sunday were the people that you know wanted to get out of the house. They've been with their family the whole weekend. They just wanted some laughter and some you know be away from some people. I thought this is going to be a fun show, and and it was for the most part. That person just I let that person get under my skin. I let that person represent the entire room to me for a few minutes, and I had to fix myself. But when I'm on social media, that's how I feel. I feel exactly like I did that night. Like all these people are like not, it's, it's just not working for me. And so th that, that was part of it. Let me, let me give you the shorter version of my same story. I'm telling you, man, I'm, it's, it's becoming hard for me to not become Chris Rock in the mentality. I love black people. I hate niggas. I'm getting so fucking tired of niggas. I sent a post out after my second show on Saturday, Saturday in Indianapolis. And for the most part, it was cool. But then a group of black people, like 15 of them came late. <clears throat> and this one light skinned black girl, glasses in the club, wearing dark shades in the club. And I could tell she was a little intoxicated. But it, and you guys have heard me say that on this podcast. Ignorance, there's a mentality. The mentality comes with a behavior. If I hear one more nigga stand up and go, welcome to the city, this is my city, to, viol to validate ignorance. It just, it's the worst. It's the worst. Because as I've said, when you deal with a regular heckler, you could throw a couple of insults on them, you shut them down, they feel stupid, embarrassed, that's that. When motherfuckers are so ignorant and then you throw alcohol on top of that, it's like they're suicide killers, man. Suicide bombers or whatever you call them. Yeah. They're not afraid to die. Yeah. They, 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 they're not. They'll just keep going and going. And what pissed me off, and you know, there's only a handful of clubs that have adequate security and that handle it. The rest of them, good luck. When your security is comedians, the, the security was four dudes, all of which were scared to death of these niggas. Scared to death. They didn't want to make a move. They were huddled up having a meeting going, what should we do? What should we do? Should we throw them out? And I'm just sitting here going, are you fucking serious? And at one point, this one dude, big kind of fat looking chubby dude who was wearing a security shirt. At the end, 
I'm at the merch table, and this one dude that was in the group of black people, black people, he walked by me, and he was giving me this look, and he says to me, "Man, you sweet man, you sweet nigga." And at first, I thought it was a compliment, meaning, "Yo, your skills, yo, you sweet with it, you nice." But then when I was studying his face, he he was he was trying to like threaten me. He was like, "Yeah, you sweet nigga." He was mad because of the altercation that went on in the room. So the security dude tells him, he points to him and goes, hey man, you got to go. And the same dude goes, man, get your hand out my motherfucking face. And I could tell the security dude wasn't going to do a goddamn thing. And then later, once the, I finished selling the merch, and, and, and prior to, he kept going, man, your, your, your crowd work is amazing. You're amazing. Okay, cool. At the end of it, he goes, hey, can I tell you a joke? You want to tell me a joke? Nigga, you supposed to be security. You I said this before. I don't believe, very, very rare, two people are talented equally at two things at once. A Jamie Foxx, a singer and a comedian. You know, uh, you either can knock a nigga out like Mike Tyson or you funny like Dave Chappelle. Very rarely can you do both, unless you Joe Rogan. It's just, oh God. Well, oh. Yeah, the doorman. Most of the people that work at comedy clubs are not most. I shouldn't say most, but a lot are people who want to be comedians. That's why they work at the club, and they don't get. They're not there because they're the best bouncer. They're there because they might be the biggest guy. So, and that's my first and last line of defense. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I let me just say, I want to say this because I don't want to. I'm not shitting on the Tempe Improv either. I love my weekend there. I even liked that Saturday night. It was one guy that got under my skin and it made me mad at myself because I let one guy who was just drunk and he was like you said, suicide bomber. He wasn't going to stop because he was he wasn't he wasn't articulating what he was what he was trying to say and then kept holding his beer bottle up to let me know, you know, this is why I can't speak. Well, you, you shouldn't be able to hear then either. Go outside and don't hear me and no one gets to hear you. So that that's what it was. I just wanted to say that because I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't want to make it sound like they weren't doing what they were supposed to. They did. They came and got him out. They came, but I wasn't going to go away. I was going to go in on him until until it was going to happen because I needed him gone. And I didn't realize he had a few people at the table, so a few people had to leave. So it took a, it took a minute. But geez, all right, folks. Uh, I know we're twenty minutes in and we ain't done an that's email yet. Yeah, yeah. But me and Andy ain't been together so. You know, uh, you know, a little appetizer talk. Yeah. Now let's get to the main meal. All right. Uh, from CJ Donovan. Uh, God damn. I just got off. It's the Lady Tarzan's Instagram page and her body is ridiculous. 10 for 10. She has clear, perfect skin, a firm butt, soft looking body. She is a straight dime. Her thighs look so strong that if she flexed with someone while someone was inside her, she would snatch their dick off their bodies. Off their pelvis. Thanks for the recommendation. Well, you're welcome, son. Uh, yes, she's a monster, man. She is an absolute fucking monster. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I got some someone who sent me, I don't have it, but they they said Aries likes these these, and it was a dude. They just think that they're too muscly. They think that you like too muscly? Too muscly. Oh, too, that's a new one. Too muscly. They had too much muscle. You're the only white man I know that, that uh, 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 creates dialogue. New, new words. Muscly? Muscly. Well, what, 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 what did they say? Uh, who, who was it that? Chicken nuggets. Who called them chicken nuggets? Was that? Uh, oh, that was a girl. That was uh, <laughs> Farrah. 
Sorry. <laughs> she called Gemma chicken nuggets. nuggets. Yeah, yeah. They think you'd like too many nuggets. So, okay, there, there. You feel better? Oh, dude. You know, the, remember the clip I showed you of the guy that was doing the prank where he was calling black men boy? Yeah. Did you see? Did you hear it? Did you see it? The one at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. But no, no. Remember I told you he was playing a dangerous game? Yeah, yeah. So the rapper Lil Boozy. Oh, I did see the, it. I did see it. Yeah, and he got punched in the face. Yeah. Got a black eye. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, niggas, you, you, you can't. That prank shit, that's a time bomb. Yeah, but you know, these guys, these guys are assassins in this way. They're, they're, I think they're excited about getting punched in the face. They don't want to get punched, but if they get punched in the face, it's going to go viral. And that's what they want. That's so fucking crazy. I mean, I, yeah, man, I, I don't understand this. And, and and this is the other part of this. And this is why, again, social media, you're going viral as an asshole. Why? Right. why? That's what you right. want out there? I I, I mm. don't understand. I, I'm, I'm having a really hard time with the social media idea right now. But go on. Let's- yeah, dude, 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 I'm telling you, let me tell you something real quick. And like you said, it's a rabbit hole because I could get trapped looking at TikTok. Yeah. For hours, just scrolling through, looking at some of the shit I look at. So yes, it's 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 cheap fast food entertainment, but I'm also going sometimes. Jesus, everybody's got a platform now. Yeah, everybody's trying to be famous now. It's ridiculous. Everybody always wanted to be famous. They just didn't know how to go about getting there. They didn't have the means. Means. Now everybody can jump on and give it a shot. And this is what we're going to get. We're going <sighs> to get, this is, this is what it is. It's all it is. So. And what makes it, what makes it crazy is, yo, some of them people be funny as a motherfucker. Yeah. Some shit is entertaining as fuck. But then it's just like, ugh. All right. Uh, Fernando. Braithwaite. Oh, my man. That's right. He sent me this. So he goes, the quarterback is toast. Diehard actor Clarence Gilliard, dead at 66. That's the guy that actually says it in the movie. Yeah. 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 The quarterback is toast. He passed. 66. Damn. Yeah. So I guess Clarence Gilliard was toast. (laughs) That's... You know what? It's, it's you know it's horrible. You know we laugh at this stuff, but as a comic, that that at that guy to be remembered for that line and for you to say that, he would enjoy that line. This is what people out there don't always understand. When you're in entertainment, this you live for that moment, man. And it might have bugged you every day when you went to the mall or something, and someone said the quarterback is toast, and you're like, oh, that's what I'm going to be known right. for. But you know, if that's what if that's what you're known and you live and you live because you had that one moment, good for you, man. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. All right, now let's get to it. It's a horn sound. Hear ye, hear ye. Dewan Curse has written in. Get ready to unroll the scroll. All right. Uh, The jerk and the fans. Yo, what's good, my Hasidic homeboys? Uh, I don't even know where to start with this one. Andy, I got to keep it 100. I think I know what you want to say, but the way you come off as if you're making excuses for what the rest of us recognize as bullshit. Example, when you said in last week's episode that Jews were the only ones willing to work with blacks in the music industry, that's some bullshit, dog. 
Uh, the reality was slash is the higher ups in the community have historically exploited blacks in the music industry. Oh shit. If you want a good example, look up Irene, Irene Cara and how she was blackballed because she wanted what she was due money. Can we, can we like, address this one, or do you want to do you want to address it? I, you know, we could do it as we go. Because I know that I know this is going to be uh, a mile long. <laughs> so, do you want to get it while while this was? Yeah, yeah. If you got something to say, yeah, I got a lot to say. Uh, historically, oh well, just remember when you said that. I got a lot to say. Uh, there is this email is you know it's got some meat to it. So okay, just cool. saying. Okay, historically, uh, the record business, the the music business has. Uh, has ripped off a lot of people. Not, and when you say historically the higher uppers, and you're talking about the, uh, uh, and, and you want to make that the higher upper Jews is what you're trying to say in this. Be honest, that's what you're saying, but you didn't, you didn't finish that 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 statement. And I have no problem answering this. One, he just brought a, he said um, historically when I said when first of all when I said blacks in the industry, I was talking about the the beginning of the industry when people weren't getting deals. And Jews did open up the doors uh, for blacks in that industry that weren't getting uh, getting deals. Now, when you say historically they've been ripping off people, everyone was ripping off people, including Russell Russell Simmons has been accused of it. Uh, uh, Barry Gordy from Motown has been accused of it because. And the reason I bring those two black men up is because they're not what they're, they're not ripping them off because they're black, and they're not ripping and they're not being doing something shady because they're black. They're doing it because that's how that business works. That's what they do in that business. Historically, people have sued and gone after record companies because that's how they make, that's what they do, man. Uh, there's, if you don't mind me stopping you, let me ask you, cause I would, I would say devil's advocate. The response would be, can you come up with a lot of examples where whites have said they've gotten ripped off yeah, like that? Yeah. You want, you want the one on uh, Russell Simmons, the beastie boys, they left because of it. There, that's one just off the top, but I can give you more, but not even off Jew, not even off blacks, not even off Jews, just the business in general. Two, he brought up Irene Cara, right? May she rest in peace. She was the the Halle Berry of the 80s. She just passed away recently. She uh, she did have a hard time in the industry. She did work, which is something else. She did go into a lawsuit with her uh, management and with the, uh, with the owner of the record company. And you just put that out there. And what do you say? Could you read that though? It was a good example. What do you say? How does he say that? R read that. Cause I saw uh, this. If you want a good example, look up Irene Cara and how she was blackballed because she wanted what she was due money. But is he saying this because the Jews again? Say again, it, but he's saying this because the Jewish people, right? The Jewish people in the business. Well, he's That's ultimately saying, yeah, the, the the Jewish people that ran the record industry yeah. exploited blacks in the music industry. Well, and so that he's using Irene Cara as that example, right? Well, one of. One of, right? That, But he said that's a good example. Right. The owner of the company, her manager, the person who wrote her deal, is Lebanese. He's not Jewish. So if that's your good example, and I'm not mad at him because I understand we all have these feelings that we're going to go through because we have what we know or what we see or how we grow up or what we are told. He's Lebanese. He's not Jewish. A lot of Lebanese people are mistaken for Jews. Uh, I just want to make this Eric Borzine. I think that's how he pronounces his name. The guy who's in talk radio and he was a captain in uh, uh, Law and Order. A lot of people think he's Jewish. He played a Jewish character. 
uh, in the, in the, the I, it was understated that he was the Jew in talk radio, uh, the shock jock. Lebanese. I'm only saying that because you're using something because you believe it to be true, but you didn't go and he told me to look it up. Dude, Dwayne, you look it up. All right, let me let me keep going. Um, I can't tell you how much I wanted to jump through my phone and correct a number of observations you made. I get why you see it that way, because that is your life experience and what, and he puts in caps, you understand. And before you go on with the semantics of what you said or didn't say, this isn't an issue with your moral barometer. <clears throat> it's us people of color, he puts in parentheses, trying to get you to align yourself, yourself views on the side of the disenfranchised without making excuses for what we know to be bullshit. On episode 414, Rhymes with Bruise, Aries is trying to make a point about how there's no reverse accountability and you start deflecting with passion versus knowledge to which neither have anything to do with the fact that Sarah Silverman can do blackface and not have to apologize, but Kyrie is saddled with mandatory apologies, 500,000 donation requirements, and a bunch of baby back bullshit. From the 15, 10-minute mark through the 18-plus mark, I listen to you dance around answering the question and deflect with, Aries, you said it's all about context. Are there a lot of blacks in Mississippi? This frustrates fans like me on so many levels. You clearly have the aptitude and the capacity to empathize with our struggle. But in these moments, you will flap back and forth, hemming and hawing as if you can't come straight out and say shit is fucked up. And as always, you'll go all the way around the mulberry bush to eventually agree with Aries. Andy, I get it that you have your views based on your life experiences, but I don't need to watch Mexican children to be put in cages at the border to know that shit is wrong. Forget context, forget intentions, and forget the whole story. Right is right and wrong is wrong, my guy. And if you need someone to draw you a map to get your to get to your morality, that I've misjudged you as a stand-up guy. I bring all this up because it's a microcosm of what black people experience experience daily with injustices. We need our good white slash Jewish friends to stand with us in these moments of uncomfortableness and speak loudly, loudly out the gate. Not after we have to argue our case about something we all can see to be wrong. I'm especially disturbed that the Jewish community is evolving into a bunch of bullies. It seems as though anytime the powers that be want to cancel someone, they slap the anti-Semitic tag on their target. People still have the right to express disagreement and not be anti-Semitic the way black people understand just because we don't get a job. It's not because there's racism involved all the time. Andy, I love you, brother, and I hope my words aren't taken out of context. Thank you guys for bringing the raw, uncut Bolivian ether shit to the airwaves. That shit ain't pretty, but it's necessary. I would love to chop it up more on this topic, but this email's long enough, and I'm hoping it gets read. Keep your pimp hands strong and your whole train long. Peace, Dewan Curse. Okay. Um, I, before you begin, go ahead. I will say, in Andy's defense, if I recall correctly, in that conversation, uh, he did acknowledge uh, what I think also John Stewart echoed, which was it was wrong for people not to allow Kyrie's to have his train of thought and to not be able to express or at least have a dialogue about it. And I think John Stewart, I saw something with him recently where he, where he, I, you know, 
echoed the same thing. Like, you know, to somehow uh, try to punish Kyrie for having a thought uh, or, 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 or a thought that we, we can't even talk about is bullshit. Um, and I think Andy kind of mentioned that. Um, I more than kind of mentioned it. I agree. But I, but, but I will wrong. say this, but I will say this too, you know, and I recently saw where somebody, a Jewish guy, I forget what league he was with or what, you know, uh, organization was pissed off at Dave Chappelle for what he said on Saturday night live. So it does feel like for whatever reason, the brews are off limits. And, and, and again, what I will say is, you know, like I said, Sarah Silverman, you know, she did the blackface thing and it just seems like we're able to be fucked with without anybody having to come talk to our leaders and be checked. But how dare we fuck with the brews? That does seem to be the case. Okay. Well, let's, can we, let, first of all, I want to go back to the Kyrie thing because I, I not only stood up for Kyrie. I said it was bullshit that he had to pay that $500,000 fine. I blamed Commissioner um, Adam Silver Adam Silver for, for making this a bigger deal than it ever had to be. So to what he's saying there, and I, I didn't backtrack or go around anything. That was my firm opinion from the very beginning. There was nothing other than that's Kyrie's. Kanye's is completely different. Kanye went off the deep end. Kanye went out of his way to lose a deal. He did it specifically, I think specifically to lose that deal because you can't do that with any, you can't go to the people that you, and even though he wasn't an employee of Adidas, he had a partnership with Adidas, but they are the one funding it. They're the one putting it out. And he basically told them he could do whatever they wanted to do and they couldn't do anything about it. And everyone knows in business, when you put your, the people in that position, they are going to react. And usually it's not going to be in your favor. So and that's what happened to him. So that that I I take off the table. I slide that over there. That is what it is. That's his own making. That's his own doing. I don't think that he is in the right space. I didn't say he. I didn't even. I never even called uh, uh, Kanye anti-Semitic. I think he has said anti-Semitic things, but I don't think he's aware of everything that he's doing at this particular moment because of who he aligns himself with as well. So I would like to move that one off the table because I was pretty specific about that as well. Kyrie, very specific about it. I didn't think he should have the suspension. I think he had the right to put that, uh, uh, to put the link on. He didn't even say, watch it. It was just a link. There is nothing about that. Now, if Adam Silver decided he wanted to have a conversation, I think that is admirable that they could have a conversation together and talk. And maybe as men, they could have they could have had some understanding or they could have disagreed, but understood each other's on their disagreement. I said this already. I had no problem with that. When we got to Sarah Silverman, because you asked me a question, this is the difficulty of the question that you asked me. You said, can you name a Jewish person that had to go to our You'd have to give me something. I would like something specific. Give me something. So you gave me just Sarah Silverman right now. Let, let's go back to the sketch. I thought I said I didn't like the sketch. I said that from the beginning. I thought it was it was unnecessary. It wasn't. Uh, I, I understood that she was trying to do something comedic and she was trying to make fun of racism through using uh, blackface. I thought it was off. But comics miss. I'm not giving her a pass at it. I said she deserved what she deserved the backlash from it. She has lost movie parts. 
that she knows of at least one. Uh, but here's the other thing with her and with certain people in this industry and comedians have it a little differently. If their fan base still follows them, they're independent contractors. So they lose extra work, but that doesn't always mean that they lose their fan base. When you work for yourself, which comedians really do work for themselves when they're just doing stand-up, there's not a lot you can do to people. Uh, you can come out against her, which she, people did. And they came in. She lost work. She's been going back and forth with this for her rest of her career because every time something comes up, they put the pictures back out there. But she earned that. She spoke out against it. She's apologized for it. So, yes, she has already spoken. I don't know. I don't know what you would do in that situation, because now what do you want anybody else to do in their situation? What, what when you when you talk about apologizing, what now what is she supposed to do? Because she did it. I, I saw in this well, I was reading. I was in the rabbit hole and they brought up Rob, uh, Robert Downey Jr. And he gets it for that. And you you don't agree with that. That's what it was. I don't know what I, I can't. This is the this is the difficult part about it. How do you categorize that? When you we talked, you, go ahead, go ahead. You, no, no. I, I, listen, and when I and when I posted about the fact that I finally saw Tropic Thunder, and I said, "Man, what Robert Downey Jr. did was hilarious." There were a lot of black people who felt the same way. So, so to whoever some of these people are that are feeling like black people should be upset or we're upset for black people, these are the people leading the charge that probably shouldn't be. Because again, comedically, I have to look at it and go, was it funny? What was the context? Again, I will stick up always for Frank Caliendo when he was on Fox and he portrayed James Brown and Terry Bradshaw and and I was, uh, all those guys. Uh, uh, fucking, what's those footballs? Howie Long, Terry Bradshaw, fucking uh, the Jimmy, the dude from the Dolphins with the perfect tan. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy, uh, I can't even remember. You know who we talk yeah, about. Yeah, the coach or the ex-coach. Right, the, but the, when the it's Dallas. done tastefully and it's done correctly, I can't speak against that. Well, it, it, it was, And I'm not going to be offended just for the sake of I should be offended. You know, uh, they recently saw, I saw on, on Instagram, again, on the rabbit hole, with Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know if you ever saw it, when he imitated Carl Malone. And the person said, he wasn't just in blackface, it was his whole body. From the waist up, he was completely brown, with a skull cap on, so he could be bald like Carl Malone. And you know, when he talked, he talked in a way that stereotypically, black people talk with a certain draw, and I'm Carl Malone. And, you know, and listen, Carl Malone is, a, as Charles Barkley said, is a black redneck. He fishes, he hunts. He's from, I think he's Arkansas or somewhere. So they talk with a certain draw. So where the, the blurred line, where is it truly offensive or not offensive at all? But this is OK. Now, now I, I'm glad you said that, because now let's get to this part. I'm not going to, I, I see what your point is. And I, and I've always agreed with you on this. If you put on the makeup and it is uh, in context to playing the character and you are playing 100% the character, it's not like you just put on some makeup. You just put on blackface and said, I'm Carl Malone. 
Do you know what I'm saying? You you went right. through the whole process of becoming that character through makeup and through the technology. You know, people prosthetics. Sit in, prosthetics. People sit in chairs for hours to do this. This isn't uh, uh, just a random joke. This is you're you're, you're improvising. You're, you're making that person complete. You're not making a farce of it. But here's where here's where this is, and this is where the Jewish community is a lot of times. If you blur the line, how do you call it? So they don't. They don't. That's why when you said, I, I said, I won't do that joke anymore. It's because I'm not going to blur the line. It's just not going to be done. You said, that's a shame. I agree. And I think in some ways it's it, it ruins something that I had the ability to do to, to do it in a way that took that energy from it. But that's, I can't blur the line anymore. That I said. I also said uh, that there are bad Jews. There's no denying that there's bad. Everyone there is bad. There's bad Jews. There's bad black folks. There's bad uh, whatever whatever white uh, you want to make it. Yeah. There's bad Hispanic. Where there's bad in all in all of our groups, and at any one time, any good person can be bad as well. I said that. I don't know where he said I danced around it. And then he brought up, uh, I'll, I'll go to this thing with, uh, I don't have to see kids in cages to know it's wrong. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to take a, a leap here because I'm going to get creamed by the Hispanic side. And not really, because you didn't hear a whole lot of the Hispanic side just screaming about how e endless amounts of press about it. The, the kids in cages that were brought up that you, you you didn't have to see it to know it was wrong has been going on for a long time. Uh, it has happened because anytime a, a large amount of people come through, they can't put these uh, the kids with the parents. You would think that they could build something for them so that they could house the family together, but they can't put the kids in the same holding cells that they put the adults in. I don't know why that is, but Trump wasn't, and I'm not giving Trump a pass at all. It, it, this is because this didn't have anything to do with him. He wasn't smart enough. I, I, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have known what to do. Uh, it was already laid out and it was laid out before Obama as well. This has been going on for a long time. Here's my question. And, and, and this has happened on Trump's watch though. And I'll, and I'll put it that way. Why, why, what was the huge amount of people coming to the United States at that particular moment. What was that for? Why was that caused? Who told this caravan, as we talked about, and you go back and do you do some research again, who started the caravan? This wasn't just the same amount of people coming across the border. A caravan was started. Why was it started? Who put it together when Trump said he wasn't going to let people in? What, how, who put together the caravan? Who funded these people to come from where they from deep into Mexico, into past Mexico, into the other countries to come up and go try to come into the United States. You know what? Now, now you're going to say, well, Andy, uh, context isn't important. Yeah, context is important because you need to know who did that because you know what you're missing. If you don't, you're missing the behind of what's happening. Poor people get manipulated to do bidding for rich people. And those people were used. They shouldn't have been coming here like that. It doesn't normally happen that way. Even with this hordes of people coming right now that Biden's having trouble with, 
That's that was still small compared to what came over right when Trump took office. Who did that and why was that caused? So, yeah, man, you do it. The context is important. Aries just said context was important. And, and me and him aren't the leaders in the world where we, because we said context is important. Now it's important. But I think as a person trying to reason their way through things, context does become important. I'm going to tell you, Sarah Silverman has a, has a track record of being politically uh, appropriate. She is she errs on the side of being liberal for the betterment of people, which I don't always agree with her. I think she's too soft on this particular issue. I think she missed. I don't think that that was something that she she has tried to tell. She has said over and over. That's not she wouldn't have done it again. She learned. She's grown. She's she has all done all that. You know who doesn't apologize for what they say about Jews? Farrakhan doesn't. Farrakhan uses anti-Semitic tropes. When we say tropes, what is this trope that we're talking about? Things that are proven that were not true, that are being used over and over again to manipulate a large group of people to believe that Jews have extra power and going to use it against them. And that's how we had Nazi Germany. That's what happened there. That's again why I said Jews' ears perk up when they hear this. And that's why they shut it down as fast as they can. Do I think they get overly aggressive? Yes. I do. I think some things need to be said and should be talked about and should be handled with uh, intellect and conversation to let their 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 truths be known. But when you have things that have come up over and over and over again, and this movie that Kyrie posted has in the middle of it, if you can get to the middle of it, <laughs> it has a bunch of these things that were already proven to be wrong. And are misleading. So of course, you know you're gonna you're gonna feel a certain way about it. But you have, yeah. I think that movie needs to be there, and I think that aggressively it needs to be spoken about on the Jewish side as well, so that people they can they can defend why that's not true. But I think if you shut it down and you try not to show that it's there, now you're manipulating speech, and now it doesn't feel like you have an argument about why it's not true because you're just shutting it down. So I, I believe in the free speech on both uh, on both sides, but I think you got to be able to have the conversation as well. I am I, I don't think that I did. I, I think you heard what I said, and you said it's from my vantage point. I think what I just said, I didn't speak from just my vantage point as a Jew, uh, and 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 not even that's a tough part because Jews aren't aren't a very large part of this uh, country. Uh, they're uh, as small as the, I think they're less than 8%. And of that, only half of it is actually Jew, like true Jews. They're not, they're, they're, inter, they're married outside of Judaism. So they're, their kids and their family aren't being, uh, it, it's, it's just different. Um, there's a lot more that goes with what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to keep it easy. Let me jump in. Let me jump yeah, in. Yeah, go ahead. Um, going back, this is why I'm saying, you know, in terms of context, people, please watch that documentary. This is black enough for you because they, it's, I think it's like two hours and change, this documentary. But there is a section where they specifically, because th basically this documentary is talking about uh, black people in film and cinema uh, from the days of the, of, of, which I didn't even know that there were black silent filmmakers. Yeah. So it covers from that all the way to present date. And of course, that means that they, they talk about white people in blackface. And you can clearly see the difference between, you know, laughing with us and laughing at us. 
you know, showing respect uh, and versus ridicule and, 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 and degrading us. So, you know, yeah, context is, is, is very important. Like, and I remember Patrice said something that was very interesting. He goes, good jokes and bad jokes live in the same skin. Yeah. And, and of course, they're subjective. I saw something on Instagram. I'm going to tell you this joke. And you're going to either honestly laugh at it or you're not. And I'm going to tell you it's a fucked up joke. But it's what it is. What do you call a pregnant slave? I have no idea. Buy one, get one free. I, I just, now, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not laughing for a reason because I, I just read something. I was just doing, and go on, go on, because I'm going to ruin. Well, it. no, no, no. I, I saw, I saw the joke, and I didn't really laugh, but I went, "That's fucked up." It's fucked up. It is fucked up. But you know, some of us, you know, some of us like fuck. I, listen, I like fucked up humor. I just went, damn, damn. Does that mean I believe the joke shouldn't be told? Again, I'd be going against what I'm supposed to stand for comedically if I said that. I, I wrote a good abortion joke for that idea. Did you? Yeah, I think I said it, though, uh, when we were in uh, last time we were together. Um, if, if you go in to get an abortion and they do the sonogram and see that it's twins, you have to pay an upcharge. <laughs> is it one, it's one of those things where it's too disgusting to I'm not sure I even got it if you went in and saw that you were ha you were going to have an abortion right but they saw it was twins do you have to pay an upcharge are they going to give meaning you meaning they're charging you double or two they're not gonna, are they going to give you two for one or are they going to charge you at least 20 percent on the right. extra right you know it's just those those kind of things there there's a little shock value to it I guess I don't know all right. Uh, let's. But, let's but uh, wait, I want to add one more thing to this before we get out of here, and I know we have to go away. But I, I just want to remind him uh, why they're so sensitive. Why they? Why ears perk up when? When in Charlottesville, when the when the whole thing happened, and there's good people on both sides. Everything that was said. What were they chanting when they were walking down the street? What were they chanting when they were carrying the tiki torches? Jews will not replace us. Well, I thought this was a black thing. Wasn't it black? Wasn't it the whole thing was black people and how this it was the Civil War and Robert E. Lee and the statues and the whole thing. Then why were Jews brought into it? Why were Jews? Why were Jews brought into it? A great female comedian from back in the day. She's, I don't know why she stopped doing comedy or when she stopped doing comedy, but it was around the 90s. She was in. Uh, New Jack City, uh, I want to say her name was Phyllis Yvonne Stickley, black woman. And I remember what, I forget what talk show she was on. And she was like, in comparison to the Holocaust versus slavery. And she was like, in a nutshell, you know, the difference between the Holocaust and slavery was their tragedy is on film. Ours was never filmed. Now, I, I wish in terms of context, I could see the whole thing again to truly understand the, the, the point she was making. But she was making a point in saying that. Yeah. But I don't and, think... And, and I, I think the point was to some degree, it feels like our Holocaust is not as... Has been, has been made to seem like 
it's not as important or not as tragic as Jewish people's Holocaust. And that was because theirs was on film. Ours was never filmed. And I know there are people that will go, okay, so are you comparing one hardship versus the other? A hardship is a hardship. But again, it feels like with us, somehow we're less than. We're still at the bottom of the barrel. I, 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 and I won't even try to, you can't justify one versus the other, but I, I, I understand that wholeheartedly. I, I understand it completely. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to prepare something. I'm going to give it to you and you can decide if we go forward with doing that on the show, but I'm going to give you something that will, will help aid in that idea of what you just said, but tragedy and heart and, and uh, racism and everything that we're talking about, I, no one side should be overlooked over someone else's. They're bad. I'm not. We're not. I'm not trying to make one worse than the other. <clears throat> you know what we should do, and and because I really don't want to stick on this, only because you know we got our whole. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way we had Tim call in, certain people that write in and that are passionate about this kind of stuff, let them know. Write in, let us know that you want to call in and we'll set it up and it with enough advance notice. And Dwayne Curse can have this conversation yeah. with you. Well, we because again, I don't claim to be the smartest dude in the world when it comes to this kind of shit. I know some of the things that I know I know, but you know, yeah, man, I, again, I got my GED for a reason. Well, I just want to make sure that I, that Dwayne understands this. I really looked forward to that email. Like when he gave it to me, I understood it wasn't coming from a place of trying to be uh, it was it wasn't coming from a bad place. It was coming from a place that I would enjoy as a conversation. So, yes, I would love it. But I never I didn't demean any of the things that he said, except explain some of the things that he put in there, which was you used an example that didn't meet the criteria. And I am just trying to show that I, I don't know where he came from. And he said my semantics of how I. I said certain things. I stand by the things that I said. I, I don't think that Kyrie should have been uh, a pawn in this thing at all. I really don't. And I and I was very clear in saying that and specific about him in general. Uh, completely. Uh, I, oh, he did say that thing about uh, Mrs. Wood. I, and I was, I was, I did take that from John Stewart. And I said, I gave John Stewart credit. So just because there's a lot of people in Mississippi doesn't just because there's a lot of black people in Mississippi doesn't mean they run Mississippi. And just because you see uh, Jews at in Hollywood doesn't mean they're running all of Hollywood. That was the that was the point that he was trying to make. And it was the point that I just because you see a lot of people there doesn't mean they're always the people that are in charge and pulling all the strings. I'm not saying there aren't, there aren't Jews that are in charge of shit there. I'm just saying they're not everything. <clears throat> all right. Uh, Anthony Braxton. Hey, yo, Adrian. AKA Tulsa King. Blessed and love, ANA. Uh, I hope that your days are healthy and wise. Have you guys seen the Stallone TV series on Paramount? It's a banger. Uh, so, so says the wife. Anywho, it's about Sly getting out of prison, not jail. His one liners are last Boy Scoutish after 25 years in the New York City mob. La Familia informs him, informs him that there's no work for him in New York. But Tulsa is wide open. Tell him to go down there and plant a flag. Spies, first team member, I think I'm going to say Sly, he says Spies, 
First team member, black guy driving a taxi. You work for me two stacks a week, he said Spy, he meant Sly. 2000, enough said. Oh, Sly bangs a lady at a karaoke party. <clears throat> Turns out she on the ATF task force in Oklahoma. Boom, man food. Uh, nigga, you've done this twice. He, he, he writes, I and I. I think he's trying to say, I am. I am working on the other episode. Two email Chicago Southside. Missed y'all last time in the Burbs. One love, Jano. Anthony Braxton, King Juba. Um, yeah, I heard. I, and you even told me yeah, about I, this I, a little I bit. Yeah, I sent it to you so that we can start talking about it. But yeah, I, I, but you know, I'm going to wait till the whole season comes out so I can eat the whole bag. I, I want to see it. And I heard it's fire, but I, I can't just do one chip and be done. I'm waiting uh, wait until I get back home to Jersey so that I can focus. Well, yeah, because you know, when I'm here with my kids and doing other things, I just don't want to go watch a bunch of movies because I'll watch, right. I'll, I'll watch everyone that's available till. To, to um, speaking of which I caught the first one, but I think I'm going to wait for this to all air too. You know, Shaq's got that documentary, not doc. Well, I don't know if it's a documentary, but you know, he's on HBO. Yeah. With, uh, I think it's just entitled Shaq. I don't know how many parts it is. Oh, it's just right there. I'm looking at it on my TV. Four-part series tells the story of a basketball legend unlike any other. So it's just four episodes, but I'm going to wait till all four air so I can watch them. I don't like to be teased, man. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to, well, it's not important. I did I did watch the rest of that, uh, uh, the dark side of comedy, by the way. Just wanted to tell you that. Oh, okay. So you saw the Maria Bramford and the yeah. Freddie Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got that in the, we got that in the chamber yeah, too. It's, it's letting people know, catch those. We're gonna we're yes. gonna get on those too. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Um, this is from Samuel Bailey. How you doing, Aries? Listening to the doc episode now, bro. In England, we we'd say you need to fuck him off. Meaning just ignore him. Boy, y'all niggas, which I was dying. Like y'all call it back of cigarettes, fags. And instead of saying fuck off, fuck him off. Mm. That's why I could never finish watching Gangs of England. What, what is it? What is the, What are they talking about? What do you mean in this email? Yeah. Well, I didn't finish reading it. I oh. just stopped it when he said, you need to say fuck him off. Meaning yeah. just ignore him. So that's how they say ignore somebody. But you said Fuck doc. What doc is he talking? You said the doc. The doctor. Oh, that. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> live know, and you, let live. You, you know why they call it fags though, right? Why they call cigarettes fags? Because when you get banged in the ass, you smoke them? No, no. This, is, this is why the word is derogatory. I'm, I'm, I was going to give this to you right now. Fags is the single. Faggot is, is a, a, a bunch of law, a bunch of little sticks and logs to kindling to make fire. Okay. So they they take those sticks and they put them together in a bundle. That's uh, that's a faggot. If you pull one of the sticks out, that's the fag. That's that's why those are little fire sticks, cigarettes. That's how it got the term fag from the faggot. Oh. Uh, that's why it's it. That's why the word is derogatory because they would burn gay dudes. Sometimes they. Oh would, shit! So that's the faggot. That's why they got the faggot. They would burn gay dudes. Yeah. Well, is it the same thing if you put your dick in her ass and then you get an STD? Did they burn you? Well, 
<laughs> but that's their, but that that's why it's derogatory. It's good to know where these little I you know I never knew what it meant, and then someone explained it to me, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I mean, not not that I'm for it. I was just pretty good understanding right. what it meant. But that's why cigarettes are called that. They're like the little bundle. It's a little bundle, and there's you take the one out. There's the stick. There you go. Oh, all right. Um, live and let live. He's taking up my time that I tuned in to hear that Spears and Steinberg uncut. Yayo, fuck that dude. I heard one of his songs on the pod a long time ago. I liked it, so looked him up and gave him praise, as a black man should. But the way he's emailing you right now and that ego, fuck him, bro. I can't even remember any of his songs. He needs to chill. And you just farted in my ear. I'm wearing headphones, fam. I could smell it. (laughs) <laughs> that one made my belly bubble. I've been farting ever since, so I'm disgusted in the both of us, LOL. Andy, I feel your pain. Glad you made it through the online drama. Try not to give them any more ammo. Peace, love, and prosperity to both of you, Sam. The both of Appreciate that, Mike. The both of you. The, bo- uh, the fucking both of That's very Appreciate that, brother. Yeah, a kind email. Yes. And now we know what fags are and the faggots. And we tell him to fuck him off. Yeah. Fuck off, mate. All right. Um, Poncho Z, uh, World Cup struggle. What's up, brother Aries? This is Poncho Z again, and I'm watching the World Cup. And I have to say that I'm really disappointed in all the African soccer players who abandoned their home countries, go to Europe to play for their countries. Soccer teams. Oh, to go play for their countries. Soccer teams. You niggas are a fucking disgrace. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm all for brothers going to Europe and making millions and playing soccer at the highest level. But when it comes to the Olympics and the World Cup, they should come back home to their countries of origin to help play uh, to help their fellow countrymen. And Andy, don't give me some politically correct answer like what I'm saying is reverse racism because I never seen a white guy join the Sudan soccer team or the Ethiopian soccer team, or the Nigerian soccer team, or any other country for that matter. And on top of all this betrayal, once the black soccer player's career is over, best believe the European leagues blackball them from getting coaching gigs or reporting jobs, so they end up going back to their home countries anyway. Why not have some pride and honor and dignity for yourselves, my black brothers? And you can start to gain that by listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. All right with you did, am I? If he had done that, I would have fucked you off. <laughs> All right. P.S. I was watching reruns of Mad TV, and there was an episode where Aries got to work with the legend Gary Coleman. Aries, do you have any memories about this? And can you do a Gary Coleman impression? Um, no, I can't do a Gary Coleman impression. He was a cool dude. It was a little, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little starstruck. I grew up on him. You can't do uh, what you're talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a cool little moment. Um, oh God, I, I think I lost my train of thought. I wanted to say something about soccer. Oh, so Andy, when you were in Europe, I don't know what the season is for soccer. Like, you know, basketball here starts, I think in like November, October, October. Yeah. October. And goes all the way till June. But when I went to Europe, I guess it was soccer season. And man, when you go to some of them fucking pubs and them, them hangout places, they don't fuck around. It's one of those things where, again, it's like, I'm not a football dude, because, but because the Super Bowl is an event, when it comes around, you want to be part of the party. The chips, the dips, yeah. the wings, the beer, the conversation. 
I am not a soccer dude at all. But being in that atmosphere, different country, seeing that energy, it was interesting. But you were you there? It was it, it? I don't think it was soccer yeah, time, yeah, it right? Was, I don't think I don't think it was in full swing. I'm I don't know if there was any games going on. Uh, uh, I didn't I didn't notice anything. Uh, as far as uh, what he said, I think you should go back and play for the country you're from. What, why wouldn't you want your country to reap the rewards of your talents? But the idea that white guys don't go play for those other teams is those other teams don't want the white guys. Well, white guys are well, that maybe some of the European players. I was thinking the American players aren't. Uh, who knows? I, I haven't been watching it. I know that they lost their they lost or tied their first game. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm not a sock. I like a sport that I know when it's going to end. Right. You know, or, or you watch it for two hours. And what is it? The score ends in zero, zero. I don't even care about that. But sometimes like the game is over and then they're then all of a sudden they put some more time on the clock. I, I'd like to know when it ends. I want to know. It's a weird fucking whatever. Uh, but I, I see. I, I, I lived in um, in Harrison, New Jersey, when I first moved out out to New Jersey. It was Harrison, and there's the Red Bull stadiums there. And man, when they come out for those games, and this is just you know the the American the American League games that they have here. I don't know what the actual. I said American League. I don't know what it's actually called, the league. But they uh, that place comes out, man. It was loud. You couldn't park. They had to close down that whole air that whole area. And you could hear it for like a whole mile. You can hear that like the soccer fans, I would go just because it looks like it's a great time. That's what I'm saying. When I was there, yeah. I don't know about the game, but when I was there at the pubs and the hangout spots, it was serious business. You know, them motherfuckers get irate if you shit on soccer. Especially if you're an American shitting on soccer. soccer. Yeah. They get mad, dude. Well, and the last thing I would say about the, uh, he said, uh, the African it's players. The, that's, you guys call it football. This is the real football, mate. Some places still do call it soccer out there, though, I heard. I, I was told. Yeah. I don't know which ones, but they, I heard that they do. But here's the other thing, too. The way that some of the black, the African players get treated in Europe. Oof. They Monkey, sh- uh, not monkeys, but throwing bananas on the. Yeah, fuck Banana that. Peels. You should yeah. go back to your country and beat their ass and take championships back. So, yes. So, I, I despite what you might have think, I agree with you 100% on that one. Uh, Gerby Marcellus. What's up, Ares and Andy? It's Gerby, the jazz player, LOL. Recommend you guys watch a movie slash documentary called Grizzly Man. It's about a Man, and he puts in parentheses with caps, white guy who gets flown out to a bear hotspot somewhere in Alaska, I believe. And he literally camps out by bears with no weapons. Oh, we know how this is going to go. That's not the worst part. He, He goes right before hibernation. Long story short, he and his girlfriend gets eaten alive and his audio was recording and he was screamed like a motherfucker it's horrifying now that some white people shit boy that was was, let me do that again because there was no punctuation in that (laughs) motherfucker holy shit read it Uh, you should read it like the guy is getting eaten by a bear right oh that last part oh god let's see (laughs) jesus dude oh god long story short he and his girlfriend gets eaten alive and his audio was recording 
And he was screamed. He, he screamed like a motherfucker. It's horrifying. Now that's some white people shit. Look it up on YouTube. It's real hard to listen to. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I can't say enough, man. You guys, man. I'm telling you. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> I laugh when he just goes, it's real hard to listen to. <laughs> Go look it up. It's real hard to listen to. Dude, I, I don't understand why anybody would do that shit, number one. But I did see this other video. I don't know if you saw this one. I guess, if you know, like when your home is, uh, you have the subfloor, so your your home is up like a foot or whatever you, underneath, you know, so like water, whatever. Right. Bears, if you leave it open in the wild, like if you have a cabin or something like that, bears will crawl underneath and hibernate under there. So right. if you, they find the bear, they have to kick the bear out. And I saw this video. The bear came out. And it looked tired. It was just sleepy. And so they wait till it gets all the way out. They do something. I don't know if they make noise, whatever. They get the bear out. And then they uh, do one of those bull horns, those like fog horn things. Air horns. Yeah. And then the, the bear just takes off. But the bear just came out. It looked like a cartoon, even though it was real. But it's just its eyes had like bags under them. It looked so tired. Like I'm fucking uh, hibernating here. So, yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah. But, but I, I, I why would why do you? I don't know, man. Who's yeah, I, I, white people, y'all just do weird shit, man. I, I, you know, you're 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 very weird species, man. Well, there's that lady. What is it, Goodall that that live with the 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 gorillas? Yeah, that that was a movie. I saw that when I was a kid with uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, yeah, Jane, but Jane Sigourney Good. Weaver yeah. played her, and the movie was called Gorillas in the Mist. But yeah, go, listen, gorillas, lions, tigers, bears, sharks, alligators, you know, Jesus, man. But, I, you, you know, with, with the gorillas, though, there is communication. They There is some kind. That doesn't mean they're not going to eat you, but there is some kind of. I'm not. I understand why she survived. There's some kind of communication. She she saw the communication. She slowly became part of their. I, that's crazy. But there's that one dude too in uh he's um I think he's South African dude. He's a white dude, but he does the thing with the with the lions. And he becomes part of their pride and he just goes hangs out with the lions. If a nigga say hello, white people feel threatened, but you want to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't justifying it. I'm just saying I see it happening. But right. I, I it, you don't see me doing that. I don't. I don't care. I, the lion could come up you to me go, and go, go. What? What? The lion could speak to me in English. You were going in and out. You were going in. Oh, out. I'm sorry. Lion could speak to me in English, and I'd still go. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna stay on this side. <laughs> <laughs> I would be intrigued. I'd be intrigued, be but intrigued. I'm gonna stay on this side. Right. As right. long as you have them teeth and that power, I'll right. I'll stay on this side. <laughs> um. From KK, uh, 416, the black spoiler alert. Hi, Aries. Hope you and Andy are well and enjoying life. I'm currently listening to episode 416. I've had to pause at the 56-minute mark. I haven't watched Black Panther yet, and you're about to drop spoiler alerts. Come on, brother. Don't do this to us, LOL. I think I'll skip listening until I make it to the movies. Hopefully this weekend. Uh, this is a quick one. Just to ask you not to drop any more clues until we catch up 
on the damn movies. Question for you and Andy, would you survive not being able to travel as often as you do for work? If you could get a gig that kept you in one location, how much money would you need? Would it need to be for you to stay put? Do you think mentally you'd survive not being on the road as often as the two of you are? Would your relationship survive having you home more, LOL? Much love and respect from the African brother living in the land down and down. Please don't do the African accent. I don't sound like that. I'm going to do it to have no say in the matter. $10, a lot of money. Hey, can I answer um, first on this one? Uh, can I answer? Because yep. mine's going to be real yep. quick. Yes, I could do without the travel. And the reason I, and I think our relationship would be just fine because I think Aries would like me better if he didn't see me as much. And uh, the last part is, not true at all. My oh, go ahead. my amount of money is a lot less than Aries' amount of money to stay put. <sighs> you know, if I were living in New York, staying put wouldn't bother me. But staying put and trying to only do stand up in L.A. would, because uh, it's so jaded out here. Uh, and again, man, you, you know that road makes you sharp because you know you got you gotta you gotta take hits from different angles and different experiences and different vibes and different cultures within the city. So I just think it makes you, I agree with Andy at this point, as I'm getting older, yeah, the travel is a bitch. Uh, the travel's the so, work. Right. So, but damn, man, I just, you know, for the sake of the purity of what I like to do and who I am, I want to be sharp. I want Nothing keeps you sharper than the road. I want to do it Seinfeld style with the, my own jet plane. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Take a gig, you go do the gig, you come, right. you get done, and then you go back to your plane, you go home that night and sleep in your bed. Yeah. Yeah, then, then that that's 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 a different story. Yes. <laughs> uh Ali D bare feet women. Uh, how you guys just want to hear your opinion on something real quick to see if I'm the weird one. If I see a beautiful woman and she has like that dry yellowish stuff on the bottom of her feet, I immediately get <laughs> turned off. Just wondering your opinion on this, as I know you've mentioned before about women that walk around barefoot. But with this, it's a little different. Like I'll watch porn and I'll, and I'll see the bottom of the lady's feet. And if it's all dry and shit or dirty and I have to close the video, I've never seen a porn with a bitch with dirty feet. I have. Really? Yeah, it's not good. Is this a fetish type of porn? No, she just was had her feet up and they were, they're dirty. They're walking around probably on the, you know, on on set. <sighs> Chelsea Handler, I saw a thing on the internet where she basically did like a mock PSA announcement for airplanes and people with their feet out. And of course, what did all these people have in common? They were white. <laughs> Feet on top of the headrests. If you're sitting in that first row in first class. On the wall. On feet on the wall. Fuck that. And I'm trying to tell you, man, I know sometimes y'all hear me go, this nigga, based on what he says, don't like white people. I'm taking what the defense gives me. Bears, lions, tigers, gorillas. Y'all can lay down anywhere. You put your feet anywhere. Y'all just, man... Y'all cut different when it comes to certain shit. No, you know, it's not about, I, I'm going to I, I wrote a joke about it and I, I don't have it and the joke won't be there, but it's about, uh, 
being judged harshly for a long enough period of time makes you so aware that you're not going to clip your nails in public. Mm. And and that's what it, white people haven't been, are not judged harshly enough that they their whiteness makes them think that they're okay to do anything because they're not judged. They're not judged the same way. I I, I heard a dude cutting his fingernails on the plane. Mm. Mm, I was on the plane on the plane in his row. He was by himself in a row and he was like three seats on the other side. I I said to the, to, to the, uh, whatever, what I want Uh, flight attendant. Thank you. I I was trying to use the right word flight attendant. I said, I I said, uh, is that normal? You know, I brought it to her her attention and she goes, I don't, I I don't know what to do about it. And she just, she goes, that's how she said, she goes, "I, I don't, I don't know what to do about it. And then just walked away. Right. I, 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 I don't know why people would do what. Why do you do what you should do in private in front of everybody? Yeah. And why, and why do you think that even if you have even, even if your shoes are off, why do you think it belongs on that wall? Do you go to, do you go to your home and put your feet on your shoes on the wall? I have not figured out this. I have not figured out this at all. I want to get to a point and I think I'm almost there. I think I got one more year left before I get to a point where I just start addressing people personally that even if I don't know you, like if you got your feet up on the thing, I'm going, yo, what you doing with your feet up there, man? Take your feet down. Like I'm ready to start having old, old man privilege (laughs) where I just question what the fuck you do and make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, I, I, it's, I, I think, I, I think that COVID made it worse because people were home by themselves and they weren't called out because they were by themselves. And I, I, I think they've lost some their social skills. I think they're, I, it was bad before COVID. I'm not saying it wasn't bad before COVID. It was bad before COVID, but I think it's even worse now. I think, I, I think we owe it to society to tell people when they're fucking up. Like the dude in the prank. Hey, boy, hand me that there, boy. I know that I, like, I would love to be able to say to some black dudes, nigga, pull your pants up. <laughs> but that's a fight waiting to happen. That's a situation. So I can't toe that line. But I would love, I'm telling you, man, sometimes I see these niggas with their ass out and it bothers me. It bothers the fuck out of me. You see white dudes do it though, too. Those it, are the white dudes that want to be black. Well, does it bother you when you see the white dudes do it? Does it, it bother you yes. equally? Okay, then that's it, fair. Because it's just, just ugh. it's low class. Uh, two more. Let's read two more. What if, what, if they had, what, what if they had Louis Vuitton underwear and they were just trying to show everybody? Wouldn't make a difference to me. <laughs> Wouldn't even make a fucking difference to me. <laughs> would right. you, would um, you care if it was made out of the vinyl and it was their underwear? What do you mean made out of the vinyl? You know how the purse is made with the vinyl or the, the bags? No, I, did, I, I You know, again, I, I'll have a flashback, like a Vietnam flashback. Niggas that do that are the same niggas that I'll have issues with at a comedy club. Okay. It's the mentality. It's where it comes from. It's a behavior. All right. Like I, I said, I'm, I'm about to be on my Chris Rock shit. I don't want to get- I love black people. I hate niggas, man. I don't want, I don't want to get you there. Let's go. Let's, let's keep going. I'm sorry. I know. I know you, you but you know. <sighs> All right. Winston Dreyer. Double A bitch ass owner. Uh, man, man, man. Aries and Andy. For me to discover your podcast was fucking crazy. Crazy because I've watched you, Aries, for a long time, being one of the top tier comedians. Now, to me, 
uh, now to now to the meet and grits. What in the earthly fuck happened the weekend in Memphis? I swear, nigga, y'all really would have made me go take a shit on stage while Tony fucking Tone, or however you spell his name, was doing shit. Oh, my God. I didn't pay my goddamn money for VIP tickets for nothing. I was coming to get drunk and finally meet you guys in person and hear the Bobby Patterson voice. I'm like, you know, we don't make it down to Memphis there because, uh, you know, it's not a lot of my people. It's a lot of your people. And uh, I'm scared that when this show is over, I'm going to walk home because my car's been taken. Bobby Patterson, by the way. Uh, but enough heat cooling, but enough heat cooling down now. I really was looking forward to seeing you guys the weekend you were supposed to come to Memphis. I heard on the episode after that that the bitch-ass owner canceled Shake My Head. I really look forward to seeing Andy because I've never heard his set before and I purposely didn't look up any material because I wanted to judge him live, but still much respect, respect Andy. My real question is why did the show get canceled? I hope it's not because of the lawsuit shit that happened or that Lizzo shit with her fat and he shows a puts a cupcake emoji, fat cupcake ass. Tell that bitch to tuck in her belly, shake my damn head. But hopefully I will get to catch you in Nashville or somewhere close to Tennessee because you guys are worth the drive and money. For real, man. Hope to hear this on the podcast. Much love and respect to both you, to both your boy Winston. Oh yeah, add me on the call of duty, man. My gamer tag is pray for the ratchets. Yeah, I know that shit is crazy, but motherfuckers love it. Again, your boy Winston. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Fuck that nigga who calls himself the doctor. <laughs> doctor these nuts on your forehead, you fucking dick. <laughs> oh, I told you, man. Like, we 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 like preachers, man. We got a congregation, man. <laughs> we got these motherfuckers is loyal. <laughs> I like fuck these nuts on your head. <laughs> yeah. The doctor. Uh, um, one more? All right. One more. Short and sweet. Uh, God damn it. Where is it? It was from my boy, uh, Ronald Williams. It says recast Andy. Oh, here he come. Watch out girls. He'll beat you up. Oh, here he come. He's a woman beater. All right, Ronald Williams, uh, recast Andy. What up, ANA? Aries, move out the way so I can get at this white boy, Andy. <laughs> Andy and your Black uh, Panther review. You kept saying that they did the best they could. They did the best they could have done. We couldn't have got this movie if God rest his soul, Chadwick Boseman didn't pass. Bullshit. There are so many uh, Black men in Hollywood who could have done a great job as Black Panther. They only do this to us. Chadwick Boseman didn't create Black Panther. The character was here long before he was born and way before he he ever thought of playing him. Shit, I wouldn't have been happy if, I would have been happy if Aerie Spears were King T'Challa, but nah, because black T'Challa at me ain't supposed to have no gut, nigga. I'd be like, whatever animals we have here, bring them to me, I'm hungry. Uh, because I know as a black man, what that do to a black boy looking at this movie. So stop with the work with they, stop with they work what they had in 2022. Uh, Ronald, uh, you got to use punctuation marks. Like at some point, you gonna ease up on the ass whooping to the female. You got to have some stops. Uh, you can't just continuously keep going. Uh, 
Uh, we have so many black men who could have done a good job playing Black Panther and honor Chadwick Boseman at the same time. I, I think they did it the right way, though. I, if they would have left it as is, yeah, but they showed you the setup for Black Panther 3, which was his kid is going to be the Black Panther. So they paid the respect to Chadwick. They addressed it. They let his sister, Suri, uh, take the mantle. And then they rode with that for what it was. And then they're going to put it back in the proper hands. Because if they didn't, the black actor that they would have gave it to would have had to contend with the idea. And the movie wouldn't have been about the Black Panther. It would have been about the person who was replacing Chadwick. That's what it would have been about. Did he do a good enough job? Was it good? It could have been better if it was this. They took all the controversy out. They put right. it into the film and they kept the legacy of Black Panther going. And as Aries just said, yes, it will get back to somebody that you will agree with, but there's an art to make an art. Ah, I like that. There's an art to making art. That was, that was, that was a, that's a diamond right there. You 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 uh, crushed some coal and produced the diamond. And no African children had to lose their limbs. <laughs> I knew as soon as you started that, I knew exactly what you were going to say. And that just fucking kills me, man. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Um, anything before we give out dates and all that? No, man, I'll give out the dates real quick. And remember, the, the documentary is called is this black enough for you on Netflix? Check that out. Uh, it's going to be great. And also, uh, you don't have to watch it, but look at it. Mel Gibson on the line. Ooh. Ooh. That, that, that bad, huh? Oh, God. How does, he, how does he look in it? He Does he look like Mel Gibson or is he looking like... I mean, he looked like how he looked now, you know? All right. All right, guys, uh, you're listening to this. It should be Thursday, uh, <laughs> December 1st when you're listening to this. And we're at Ontario Improv in California. Uh, that's going to be the 1st of December through the 4th. So if you're in that area, come check us out. One of my favorite clubs in the... It's not that it's just one of my favorite clubs in the country. It has the old school comedy room setup where it's a half we circle. We're talking about Ontario, right? Yeah, where it has yeah. that half circle you can see everybody in the room. It's such a cool, it's such a fun room to see a show. If you're in that area and you can come check us out, check us out. Cause it's a great show. Uh, then Aries is going to be at club, uh, Bay, Bay, Bay high. How do you say it? Bay high? I don't even know how you pronounce that shit. B A H I A. I'm sure there's a smart way of saying it. I I'm sorry. I fucked it up. Uh, but December 22nd, Aries is going to be there and it's a, it's a music, uh, it's, it's comedy and music, correct? Yes. All right. December uh, 29th through the 31st, which is New Year's. We're going to be at Magoobies. Yeah. Three, two, one. Magoobies in Baltimore. There we go. Um, let's see. January uh, 5th through the 8th, we're going to be at Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York. Uh, excited about that one. So it's going to be freezing. Uh, January 12th through the 15th, Helium Comedy Club in St. Louis, Missouri. January 27th through the 28th, Toledo Funny Bone. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, I'm excited to go out to Toledo this time. I like is, is that, is that, is that from what you just said? So what we only got like one week open in January? One week open so in January. Far? Yeah. Okay. 
February is a little different, though. February 24th to the 25th, we're going to be at the Denver Improv. Yeah, and again, you weren't there last time. So. I wasn't there last time. I want to, uh, I'll talk to you about it afterwards because I, uh, I might go out early. Oh, to Denver? Yeah. Oh, okay. Shit, I thought she was about to hit me with the bullshit. Nah, right. I got to make, I got to make, I, I don't want that to be a two day trip. Got you. All right. All right. Um, well, we are down to the last remaining uh, artistes. And it feels like Jesus Christ, man, played all of these guys before. I do not remember. I'm telling you, man, this old shit is serious, Andy. Dude, I'm uh, 10 years older than you. I know, but nigga, I got slave years on you. I got slave labor <laughs> on you. I work like a motherfucking field hand dog. Dude. I, 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 you know, no one can ever take that away from you. You're one of the hardest working dudes in this business. So when you, when she, they asked you, would you stay home? I was surprised that you just didn't want to go. Yeah. I would cut my schedule in half because half is no, still but nice. Said, yeah. But I, I, you know, I feel like if I ain't in that gym, dude, my, my shit is off. Yeah, but you could you still know? go out. You could still go out though. That's the thing. I, that, well, I do have that New York thing where I can get out, up out here. I think, I think I'm going to start. Before I get off stage, at some point I'm gonna kneel down on one knee, and you gotta come put a cape over me, and I'm gonna walk like a, act like I'm walking off stage, but then I throw the cape off. I always want jump back on the mic. I always wanted to do that thing with the from. Uh, now I'm gonna forget the name. The time where I come out with oh, the uh, Morris Day. Yeah, where I come out with the mirror, so you can uh, you can freshen up. I pull all Damn, the mirror up. Which is better, the mirror or the cape? I like the cape. I think that's more iconic. Okay. Well, you, you take, we, we could do the mirror and then at the end, we'd do the cape. You freshen up first. Like, ah, <laughs> who made you and I did it all and I you. you got a sweet dip, dip, dip. Hey. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and dude, this working out shit has been kicking my ass, man. Are you tired? Are you going to sleep earlier? Not earlier, but I'm sore as a motherfucker, dude. You know, All right, let me, you should get your, we should do a podcast with your trainer. Shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shit. We should talk about getting healthy. It's the new year. For the new year, we should do it with your trainer and talk about getting healthy. Everybody makes that commitment to try to get healthy. We should bring them on. We should talk about getting healthy because I'm trying to get healthy. Uh, all right. Uh, Pizza Halo. I'm telling you, I know I've done this shit before. We are running out. Roll this shit out. Huh? Roll this shit out. Let's just do it. All right. Fuck it. Pizza Halo. Uh, new music from Bad News. Um, motherfucker sent me a bunch of links and didn't follow directions. So I will hand this over to Steve. He will pick one. And uh, there it the fuck is. The bad news uh, is? I don't even know. We don't know what the, the news is. The bad exactly. news. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know what the news is. All right, folks. Uh, that it be. There we go. We out. We out. We out. We're out. Hey, love. Niggas talking sideways out their mouth. Shut the outcome. You come with a light. Believe without one. Outrun these shells. They burn like hell when they out guns. Big butts in the strip club. Hurry, I'm running out of ones. All these new niggas is bitches. They on some house shit. Astounding. Cannon to leave. Holes in this outfit. Don't worry about my worry about who I'm going out with. His mouth flip. Better run Tommy Gun. Got a round flip. Don't
dirty stop shit Fried fists and chitlins Been itching for competition I hit you like sunny list Niggas say they listen But don't listen with comprehension Got henchmen that'll fucking lynch them Off trees without suspicion Music pounding booty belts Until we reach the sunlight Your money mean nothing, little cousin Got even bum fights I run like Need one engineer and I need one mic I bust pipes The pressure at dead you And any gun fight. Yeah, yeah Bad news Bad news Bad news I knocked them out of snow shoes Bullets come and take off the stomach And melt his tattoos I'm that dude Say my name and I get mad rude Bad news Bad news Bad news I knocked them out of snow shoes Bullets come and take off the stomach And melt his tattoos I'm that dude Say my name and hey, I get love. mad rude Say my name I have a talk with him Talk with him Say my name I take the walk with him Walk with him Say my name I let the spark hit him Say my name and then we all get him Silly pride of llama, my grandfather hopping out with semi autos and llamas and foreign martyrs. Something in the water, hopping borders, late for quarters, breeding rappers without a father, bring them on, it's more to slaughter. My white girl got a bag of that white girl. White girl. She a mean bitch and never really liked girls. Uh-huh. She always at the fuck, she's trying to fight girls. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. <laughs> You don't like to do it face to face? No, I don't, I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. You mean it? Nope. That's crazy. Look! You can get a doggy style, you can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it?